Well, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the My Love of Golf podcast. It's a special episode. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. And when I say we, yes, we are back with the great man himself and here he is. Rocket Rocket Man, how are you, buddy? Golf is back. Golf is back. Golf is back. Rocket's back. Roscoe's back. It's been a, a bit of a break uh, during the COVID period, uh, Rocket. That you've uh, you've been head down in your uh, in your work. Your work hasn't involved doing the research uh, for golf tournaments because there hasn't been any golf tournaments on up until just the last week. So it's only appropriate that we come back with a a Roscoe and Rocket episode to talk about the golf that was on the weekend, talk about the golf that's coming up, and uh, yeah, and just keep the ball rolling with the Roscoe and Rocket juggernaut. And uh, it's great to have you back, buddy. You're looking well We're on the Zoom. We've 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 progressed. To, can you let's just let's just hit uh, let's just have a bit of a recap. Can you remember 12 months ago? Let's say 12 months ago when we started this Roscoe and Rocket juggernaut that I refer to it now as, and I was sitting in the mobile podcast studio. The mobile podcast studio. I was hiding in a cupboard upstairs. Because <laughs> it was one of the few quiet places to be. <laughs> I was in a dodgy laneway in the back of some suburban part, uh, not suburban, city part of Melbourne, you know, with uh, sharing the laneway with uh, all in sorts and uh, with a, a Zoom recorder pointed at the audio uh, speaker of the car on the phone. Uh, we've we've moved on, Rocket. We've got some technology here now. We've got nice microphones and uh, recording things and we're doing this via Zoom and it's great to see you, buddy. I haven't seen you for a while. We haven't played golf for a long time, but no. it, is, it is great to see you and it's great to have you I'm back. getting twitchy. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine you would. I've still, I'm back playing a bit of golf, uh, as the listeners know, and if you've tuned in to Jamie and myself on the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast, plug for that uh, little show that I co-host with Jamie Glazier, the Mental Master himself, you know that we're back playing golf and uh, I can't wait to see Amnesia, you. the amnesia segment. Yes. My good, that was that was. That was excellent. Thank you. We should tune into that, golfers. Um, but anyway, Rocket, it's great to have you back. We've had some golf already being played that we're just going to at least acknowledge that it was on. It's probably not too worthy of talking too much about. A, it's been spoken about a lot, uh, and B, there's probably in my books not a lot to talk about, and I'm referring to the TaylorMade Challenge. Great concept, poor execution. Not sure what you thought on that, uh, Rocket. Amazing course. And they blew a great opportunity. Why didn't they have women? Why didn't they play Rory and DJ with a couple of the top female professionals? That is why, you're, that is why you're here. I'm not sure that anybody else has uh, come up with that concept, but that is why you're here, mate, and you're 100% spot on. Why do a special event just for men? Why not broaden it out? Have well, a couple of, throw a couple of juniors and throw a couple of amateurs in there. Whatever. And the other thing that really, um, because it was just purely that group, and between shots, it was a little bit, it was a bit snoozy. Mm. And that course is amazing. The history of that course is amazing. And it had just been restored and renovated by Bill Corr. Like, why didn't the broadcasters go to Bill Corr and just say, can you please, in between shots, Talk to us about this whole why it's a why why what 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 would what was Donald Ross doing or thinking? What did you do to restore it? Talk about just architecture, like it was it was set up to do 
anything. They, they, it was a free swing. It was a free swing, and they blew it. So the course that you're referring to is Seminole, which is oh, yeah. well entrenched in the world top 100 golf courses. Now, this yep. is the interesting thing about golf architecture, and this part of what we do in the podcast, you know, you're – you and I talk about architecture a bit because it's a passion of both of ours, but it's it's a point of architecture here, and it's like art. You like Seminole, I love I, it. I I thought it was probably the most staid course to look at on a TV environment. Uh, I'm sure it's better to play, but uh, I I didn't enjoy watching it as a spectacle at all. I love Donald only, Ross. They, I love Donald they Ross. Only had a, they only had a couple, um, and this is the thing, right? This is why it needed the. Bill Corder explained things about the course. Um, this is why they needed to experiment with a couple of different camera angles and stuff like that. They were very much on the ground. Um, the biggest, the other downside of it, they had a couple of days of heavy rain beforehand. So the course was reasonably firm um, coming up to that, but the rain sort of softened a little bit. So it knocked a little bit of the teeth out of that course mm. because it's, it's a, it's a ball striker's paradise, um, and unfortunately, didn't quite get to see that because it was a bit soft. Mate, while we talk about architecture, Donald Ross, just for the listeners that uh, you know, uh, some of them are on their architecture learning journey, and we're happy to contribute to that. Donald Ross, what else is in the Donald Ross portfolio of global golf courses? Uh, Inverness in Toledo, which has hosted a couple of PGAs, Oakland Hills, which. Gil Hans has just restored. Uh, it's been from predominantly um, US Opens. Also, I think that was the site of 81 US Open. No, that was Marion. That was David Graham. Um, sorry, distracted. Uh, uh, Southern Hills, I think, is another one of his. Uh, Pinehurst is his probably most famous one. Yep. And he had a, had a house down there, so he designed Pinus number two, uh, four, and a couple of others. Um, what else is coming to mind? There's a, he did a lot up in the north. I'm trying to think of some others off the top of my head. But they're the primary ones. But what a man, what a legacy that he's left on golf course architecture, a Scotsman from Dornock who moved across to the US and just uh, painted the landscape the workhorse. of workhorse. wonderful golf course. He designed something like 300 courses in like 10 years, Yeah, basically just going from site to site on a train. Back to Seminole, the, the thing that I've learned about Seminole is how prestigious it is. I didn't really fully recognise that it is probably, and I've been on good authority told by a couple of people, that it is more prestigious than Augusta. That that was the way it was referred to. I mean, it's there's there's more captains of industry, more bigger bigger names of wealth and et cetera, et cetera, that are part of uh, the Seminole Country Club or whatever you call it uh, than than maybe Augusta. Yep. Someone might challenge me on that, but that's the level that it is. Yeah, it's, well, in terms of private club and and tough to get into, it's one of those. Yeah, six months a year, Southern State, you know full of New York uh, Wall Street people in, in their summer houses and et cetera, et cetera. Down at Palm Beach. Anyway, and the next event was the uh, the match with uh, Lefty, Tiger. <sighs> <laughs> Wake up, Rocket. Snooze fest. You didn't like it. I think nah. it was perceived as a better piece of entertainment than the TaylorMade match, but, uh, yeah, it, 
it probably didn't hit the mark either, really. It's match. Again, another free swing. They tried, but it just, I don't know. It's a bit too manufactured. <laughs> a bit too manufactured. It's not, you know, yeah, it was better than the previous match. Yeah. I that, think bar, so. that bar was quite low. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, well let's let's move on from there. It was great to see Tiger uh, playing and Phil playing. I wasn't too, sh- you know, the big sports stars. I wasn't really wrapped with uh, any of their performances, but the real golfers back. We had the uh, what do you refer to last weekend's tournament as uh, Rocket? Oh, the Chuck Cup. The Chuck Cup, and for those of you that are just joining into the uh, Roscoe and Rocket uh, series, Rocket <laughs> is notoriously famous for providing some colour around. The namings of uh, the tournaments, maybe some naming naming of uh, some players, but uh, he always has a creative view on a tournament name and the Chuck Cup, vis-a-vis the Charles Schwab Cup that was played. Or Charles Schwab Challenge. Charles Schwab Challenge, sorry, my apologies, uh, last weekend. Where was it played at, Rocket? Uh, the Colonial. Classic old course. It's uh, Byron Nelson Hunting Ground there you go. and Ben Hogan Hunting Ground. And uh, what was the uh, what was the roundup on the the Charles Schwab Classic Rocket? Again, the unfortunate thing is you've got a classic course that is quite short and quite narrow, being punished by the world's greatest players, just tearing it apart. Did you expect Daniel Berger to win? No, no, absolutely not. And I was devastated that my man Cole. Mm. Oh. That putt on the playoff, like he'll win. He'll he will win many. He'll win this year. Um, as you've forecast rightly, so he he will win. Um, well, he, he won. He he won in his sixth or seventh start last year. Yep. And then, you know, he's just like hit the ground running. He's just he he's a he's a machine, and he um. His ball striking is just phenomenal. Um, it's just he didn't have a great – he really didn't have a great putting week. Yeah, That's it. His, his ball striking, his eye play is just spectacular. He's yeah. so good. He's so good. But the, the low man on the last day, you know, went on to win and uh, it, was, it was a good round 66 uh, shot in the last round by Daniel Berger. What what's the story with his medical exemption? He's he's been on some sort of medical uh, exemption. Do you know much I, about? I, I don't I, I don't know anything about the medical yeah. exemption because I knew he'd been toiling away, but I didn't know he'd fallen off the planet because yeah. like he was in the final group of the twenty eighteen um, U.S. Open, so back to back Brooksy, mm. um, and he was playing with uh, I think Tony Finau in the final group and. He, took the gas early and he was still thereabouts with about seven or eight holes to play. But then after that, I haven't seen anything of him until now. He, he's had, I think it was maybe his third win on tour. And like he was in the yeah. President's Cup team in 2017 or thereabouts. So he was, yeah, he's he's, a, he's not a long hitter. Yeah. He's, he's not a long hitter. He's got a little bit of a strange swing. He's a pretty well-credentialed college player. Um, just a good just a good journeyman. Now punch out a few wins. I know, I know you're excited that uh, Colin Murakawa jumped straight back up there into the limelight. You're a massive fan of his. 
um, another fan, another guy that you're a massive fan of, finished up there in the top end of the leaderboard, Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> you were so hot on the poor fella. Mate, I'm piling it on, aren't I? You, you, you haven't let up on him, mate. You, you've, just, nah. you've just been piling it into him. I haven't let up on him the same as he hasn't let up on the hamburgers into his mouth. What what is the uh, what's going on there? Like it's it's been so much uh, so a source of so much uh, content for a lot of people. Rocket, you're not the only so one. That's had, you're not the only it one is. that's had had a had a, a day out on um, Bryson's uh, massive gains. Uh, what's oh, what's, he is. what's the take? He's just providing content for the golfing universe. It's fantastic. And whether or not he wins doing it this way, I don't care. The fact that he's doing something completely insane that is not sustainable is a giggle. He's going to be ro- he's going to be rolling around Jason Day style in a couple of years because your bo- what he's doing is not bu- it's, it's it's not what your body's built to do. It's not built to do that. He he's he's a fatty. He is. Like I think about, I look at the I look I I know you you, you couldn't believe the, the the quarantine video. The quarantine video was that was released the morning of the round, the first round. Remember the quarantine video that he that got put onto social media that I sent you? Yeah, of course I remember it. That's why I'm sitting here in silence because now I think back about it, I'm just <laughs> I'm still flummoxed about it. You know, like I'm a I'm a graduate qualified marketing person and you know i try and put my eyes in the hat of the marketing people that were responsible for putting that out and i just can't even i can't even come up with any angle of it's the best the best i've watched it three times because there's so much content there's so much walking around with his shirt off and then just jumping into the fridge jumping in the car driving down the street you know, aimlessly sort of looking off in the distance. It's just fantastic. So much largesse. It was just awful. It was awful, awful, awful execution. You know, like if you wanted to just dig a hole for the people who wanted to have a pot shot at you, you'd just put out that and that's exactly what he did. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? I reckon, you know, when someone has an inner voice and it's like when you're doing something, there's like this little voice in your head and it goes, what are you doing that for? I think you should better have a rethink about that. He doesn't have a little voice in his head going, Bryson, I don't think you should do that. Have a bit of a think. Because he just does stuff and says stuff and it's just pure gold because there is no little voice in his head. He, he doesn't have an inner voice. Well, clearly not. And, you know, if someone does have a voice saying, hey, Bryson, let's not do this, you know, his own personal voice. I would is say like, no. Yeah. He's doing it. Well, fair enough. Let's uh, we'll keep Rocket employed on this podcast by. Uh, I tell you what, who's employed? His his seamstress. Her <laughs> stitching for his pants. My God, what is she using? Like, is, did she go to like Spider Man and get some like high tensile silk or something? Well, I don't know about that, but I'm a massive fan of the Puma the Puma gear. Uh, it was Adidas Adidas guys uh, were, were number one and two. The Colin Morikawa and Daniel Berger Adidas guys, but uh, Bryson is the uh, one of the two Puma stable mates, and the the shirt combo with the black uh, lower half and then into the black pants. It looked like he had a massive girdle. <laughs> it, it's, oh, he really needs to go to a stylist. 
Everyone knows stripes are not flattering when you've got a little bit of paunch. Black and black. It was just like a, a girdle. Anyway, um, look, let's let's go serious on Bryson for a second. The result is that he did finish, what was he, three, third or fourth? Fourth or something? Uh, like that. Yeah, I think it was something like that. Right? But, um, like he's, he's seriously smashing it. Like, he is, right? But if, this is, see, oh, this is where I th- – I think so. It's multiple things, right? I think what he's doing is ludicrous. I understand when you're chasing distance and why, but history history shows that anyone that chases distance means they change their swing and they basically IBF themselves. Anyone doesn't know what that means? Ian, Ian Baker Finch. Ian Baker Finch, round 92, 93, decided I need to chase distance. Never seen again. Like. APBs were put out, 911, everything, never to be found again. Um, uh, uh, the young Japanese guy that came out of um, – who hit the hit the scene over in Japan. Rio Ishikawa. Um, that's it. That's the one. Same thing. Started chasing distance, never to be seen again. So even though he's seen right now, fundamentally he's changed his swing. Like it's so different. It is really different, but the thing is, though, it's gonna—it's not going to be sustainable because he's not even accurate. Like he's so even though Colonial is a tight course and you don't need to drive that much, you're smashing it everywhere. But his driving accuracy was bought—it was just on fifty percent, which is not high, and that's okay when you're playing a short course where you can bomb and gouge anyway. And he got away with some good putting and just the fact that he's hitting wedges into the green, right? So when he gets to a course that is going to require ball movement and shaping, he's cooked. He is cooked. Oh, he's, this is not going to – he's not going to contend in majors playing like this. It's unsustainable. You have to look at his swing. He looks like he's – he's look like he's, a, he's swinging at a, at a plate. He's like Barry Bonds himself. And then so he's changed his swing. He's not going to be as accurate. That means if he misses a heap of fairways, he's going to be hitting. Yes, he might be hitting at a shorter club, but he's going to hit it from the rough. He's just smashing it, right? There's no strategy. Then on top of that, um, the stress he must be putting on his body is insane. Like he's drinking five protein shakes a day to maintain this weight. Like his arteries must be getting like going, are you kidding me? What are you doing? And so he's up at 108 kilos. When when he came on tour, he was like 85. Like that's in the, his body will not sustain that. Like the food and the types of food you have to consume, it's not good for your, it's not good for your blood. It's not good for your arteries, your cholesterol, your heart. He's, do, he's obviously doing no cardio, so it's not good for your lungs. And then your bones and your joints. Like, he, he will be, he'll break down in, in five years. He'll be one of those what happened to Bryson episodes. It's insane. He's <laughs> like doing an Elvis of golf. going to dine the toilet with a hamburger in his hand. No, 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 no. I don't want to say that. But just the shape. I didn't mean the outcome, but just the, you know, what Elvis was to what he was going to be able to do a karate kick in his fat pants. That probably will happen. 
Well, just for the for the guys listening at home that um, you know don't follow the tour and the ins and outs as deeply as you, you know, he was referred to um, as leading the strokes gained off the tee. Just explain strokes gained off the tee. What does that mean? Uh, I still don't understand enough about the actual detail to be any uh, relatively smart person. Um, but I think they do a whole thing in terms of calculations, in terms of what's the average in terms of its, its driving distance, driving distance, proximity to fairway, etc. cetera. Um, so there's all these other bits of points of data which have been quite useful for the last 10 to 15 years. Um, so, yeah, off the tee, he's hitting it long. Uh, so he's leading in driving distance. He's thereabouts in accuracy. Um, proximity to, you know, hole and distance and stuff like that. So that's put him kind of thereabouts. But if you look at everything else, it was like middle of the road. Yeah. You know, greens in regulation wasn't spectacular. Short game and stuff wasn't spectacular. Putting was, you know, it's okay. Um, so if you're just a bomber on a course that's really, really short, of course you're going to be all right. Mm. Oh, I'll be interested because, well, I know we haven't talked about the next tournament, but I'll be interested to see he's, he's teeing it up at, um, at Heritage. So that's tighter again. So, and it's a, sh- that's a ball strikers course. So you actually have to move the ball around. So I'll be interested to see how that goes because he doesn't know how to move the ball around. He's just a basher. Is that at Harbour Town? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just let's finish on the uh, the Chuck Cup. So I don't have the rundown in front of me there. You might have it there. But uh, I noticed that one of my uh, personal faves, uh, Rosie, Rosie was up there after, you know, much uh, talked about equipment change, dumping his uh, Honma <laughs> contract, parting ways, and then just going back to an uh, open bag, as so many players are toting these days, an open bag. Um, the money's not there anymore in the big contracts. No, um, the, no. the, the big brands are putting you know, whatever dollars they have in a fewer amount of players. So the open bag concept is is widely adopted as a thing to do. Um, some people, some of the guys are thinking that they just want the equipment in there that's going to help them win. Rosie's obviously chucked his Honmar contract. I don't know how lucrative it was. But, uh, yeah, he's... he's well, but he's, well, my man Brooks, he fell across that almost like by accident. Yep. So he doesn't have any equipment deals. He's sponsored by Nike. And that's it. <laughs> he's got a couple of other sponsors. Any and, other? So he, and, he, and he only did that purely because he goes, I don't want that many commitments. I'm trying to keep it narrow. And then the equipment thing was, I don't want to have to be forced to play other stuff. I just pick my own clubs he doesn't, that he, I like. He didn't want to have to be forced to dress up in a Christmas onesie and appear on a Christmas uh, card for a brand. Hmm, there you go. Um, any other notables up there that you uh, thought, thought were worth So we had uh, Xander again. Uh, he just missed out on the playoff. He had, this, had that same part that Colin Morikawa missed on 17. Um, well, obviously, you had uh, the rump shaker in a tied for fifth. That's Bryson. Um, Jordan Spieth, another collapse. So the duct tape came off the wings. Um, and uh, Roars choked it again. One shot out of the lead going in the final round. Playing with... Um, with uh, with Bryson, and he must have been intimidated by Bryson's driving or his pants. I don't know what it was, but he shot four over and 
you know, it's funny. Everyone everyone puts a lot of focus and attention on Jordan Spieth's collapse. What doesn't get talked about is Rory's. Rory puts himself in contention a lot, and his Sundays are horrible a lot. Mm. He should win a lot more. Mm. Yep. Um, apart from that, that's it. That's it. Maybe Bryson is going to pick up a lucrative contract with Weight Watchers or something. <laughs> Not piling on, aren't I? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, when, when oh, when oh, the other one. Down. Yes. The other one. Um, I piled on to Jimmy Walker as well because someone said, oh, um, you know, what? what's the one thing that's um, oh, something about the this tournament? And I said that Jimmy Walker will be mad that there's no backstops because there's no crowds, there's no grandstands. So there's no places for players to basically just blast one through the trees, through the green and hit a grandstand to get a free drop. Is, uh, there's a couple of instances where players are like a long way over greens, hitting some really strange shots back in because there ain't no grandstands, so no backstopping. Well, he is, he is everyone's favourite backstopper. Yeah, Texas Walker backstopper. <laughs> Texas Walker backstop. <laughs> now, uh, being that it's our first one back, we'll probably and there's not there's not a load of golf other than what we've just talked about to uh, to cover off, unless there's some anything else about the tournament that's just been on. What's the next uh, run of events? What, what you had another name for that? So, what was the name of the next run of events, mate? Yeah, so the next, so we've 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 won down, got a four four tournament swing. The financial services swing. So it's not like the Florida swing or the West Coast swing. This is the financial services swing. So we had the Charles Swab Challenge. This week, we've got the RBC Heritage Classic, doing a bit of insurance, a bit of banking, a bit of banking. Travelers Championship, a bit of insurance. I think you're a Ricky sponsor as well. And then uh, Rocket Mortgage, I think they're another Ricky sponsor as well. Or as uh, let, So we'll call the Travelers. I have got a, haven't got a name for the Heritage yet. I was going to think about no, I won't even say it. Um, we'll just go to the Travellers. I'm going to call it the Bubba Cup because he always seems to play well there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Rocket Mortgage, we're going to call it the Chase Kepka Cup because when Bryson plays in that event, Chase just happens to get an invitation. So it's a bit of a, you want me to come play? You My brother gets an invitation too. The, bro, the Chase Kepka Cup. Chase Kepka Cup. So the RBC so, is, a, is another uh, kooky jacket. Uh, kooky jacket, the couple, tartan, the tartan jacket. As much as I love tartan, uh, I'm not sure what the what's. Do you, do you actually know the connection for the tartan jacket and its significance at uh, Harbour Town? No. Yeah, okay. All I know is that it's on an amazing course. Uh, Pete died, Jack Nicholas. Yep. Um, and I think it's one of the most amazing tournaments. I think it's it's great. It's a great course, great tournament. You always get a really good leaderboard. It's usually the week after the Masters, so unfortunately some of the really top players don't play, but I just love this event. Great, finish, oh, great finishing hole. I love that finishing hole at Harbour Town, you know, over the marshland onto the island and then up towards the uh, the lighthouse, the big red and white striped lighthouse, uh, pretty tight green. You can miss it left. It's probably brought a few people unstuck uh, in the tournament in the years gone by. Well, and- Darren Clark hooked one out of bounds when he, he was tied for the lead. On 18 in 05, the uh, tied with Peter Lonard, and he's uh, snap hooked it into the into the water. Oh no, blocked it out of bounds. I think it's an out of bounds right. Oh, that's the tournament that Lonard won, isn't it? 
Yep. Yeah, he's, yep. A, he's a tartan jacket holder, along with yep. my, one of my other favorites, yep. uh, Graham. Bads. Graham Bads. G-Mac. G-Mac. Yeah, G-Mac. Who else? Who else are previous winners of uh, from your uh, savant-like memory? A Boo Weekly. Oh, jeez, yeah. Okay. Back-to-back. Brian Gay. Yeah. Um, Cooch. Mm. Davis Love has won it five times. Jack's won it. Arnie's won it. Arnie won the original. Uh, Hale Irwin's won it. Um, Luke Donald's finished runner-up like three times. Uh, the Shark won it in 88. Faldo won it in 84. I think Marco Mira's won it. Um, I'm missing a couple. CT Pan, I think, won it last year. Uh, they're the only ones I can think of off the top of my head. There you go, people. That is why he is here. That uh, is a savant-like memory if I've ever seen one. Is is it the tournament where, no, I can't remember the chap's name, he missed it left on the green side on the final hole, got down in there, he was in contention to win, Yes. moved the ball, caught a caught Brian a pen- Davis. Brian Davis, caught a penalty on himself, lost the tournament. Yep, lost yeah. the tournament. No one saw when, it. There was no and, cameras. And, and even when they go with a close-up of the camera, they can't see a thing. He goes, oh, I actually think it moved, and they're like, "Are you sure? Because we can't see anything." So that was that was on, in the tournament. That was on the 18th at uh, Harbour Town. I think it was in the playoff with Cooch. Yep, you're right. There you go. There you Irony, go. eh? Yeah. Hey, um, no, exactly right. <laughs> Steam shovel. There's another name, people. We'll bring that one back. Steam shovel. Oh, right. You know, so the the person who you know calls a rules infraction on himself versus the person who. Likes to sort of stretch the rules a little bit. Oh dear. So, will they keep the microphone players up, or the you know, the player as it would seem to be? Oh, I hope so. The thing is, though, the whole microphone. Um, I don't think they need to mic a player. There's some really good technology out there as it is, um, and it's not so much the in between shot stuff. Um, because I, I don't know, I think that a little bit of that is a bit boring, and I think that's an area where the players go. Do you know what? Um, it's kind of our little safe space, and I think they'd be okay if you were doing some stuff where you were hearing more over the discussion over the shot. That's what fans want to listen to. Yeah. I don't want to listen to their jibber jabber about I don't know, a ski trip to the Bahamas or something like that. I actually want to hear about the thought process of a shot, why is this shot difficult? I want to hear the discussion between a caddy or a caddy arguing with a player. No, 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 don't do that. No, 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 no. You know, lock in, pull the trigger, right? Because that's the mental aspect of the game, right? What are we going to learn? That's the nerdy factor. The people that watch watch golf, we're nerds. Mm. We're golf nerds. We want to see that stuff. We don't want to see the other Mikey stuff because it's, it's actually quite boring. If they're going to fill the air between shots, get get some architects in there or get some other people that actually can talk about something that's, I don't know, related to a player, related to the game, because I know we're not going to get that out of – it's a CBS event. We're not going to get that out of Faldo. Someone who's so well-versed in the game, he's boring. No offence to any CBS listeners out there, but I, I, I'm not a fan. Okay. 
So we had uh, basically we've only got like really your uh, mobile billboard or your what's your name for Ricky? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the human billboard. The human billboard. So basically, we've only really got Ricky that was prepared to uh, wear the mic. Sort I don't of know if he's playing. Okay. Actually, um, I'll have a I'll have a bit of a squeeze. I've got my. But in in relation to this, the whole concept or discussion around microphone and and miking players up in the last in the Charles Swab cl- uh, challenge, Ricky was really. I put his hand up. He was like, you know, of course, because he knows that if he puts his hand up, that means they're going to go to him a lot. That means all the stickers that he's got attached to him. It's like free advertising. His 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 sponsors must just go. Good is this dude? He puts himself out there. He does. He takes a kicking from people like me. Um, but yeah, power to him. Yeah, yeah marketing genius. But uh, I was surprised that more players, how many players actually uh, refused to participate in the the miking process. You know, there's a couple of notables, notable people who just flat out refused. I think you mentioned uh, Justin Thomas and um, John Rahm and Brooks Kepka and, you know, a whole load of them. And it's disappointing because if there was ever a time to think about doing something different and bringing another level of entertainment to people like you and me and the everyday golfer out there, it's now. And Well, well, yeah. the thing is that so being mic'd, if I – so if I put myself in their shoes, if I was being mic'd, it's not that I'm being mic'd. I would hate it because all of a sudden I'm carrying something on me that's not normal. That means there's a wire running up the back of my shirt somewhere to be plugged into somewhere. So it's just one of those things. I'm finicky when it comes to even just being comfortable playing. So if I'm them, I understand why they're not doing it because it's like well, I'm going to have to put on equipment. I, I want to play golf and not have to think about stuff. I don't want to feel something that's getting caught up somewhere and may, may make me feel and do something different. So I get it from that perspective. And this is why I talk about the the technology exists. Yeah. So, for example, in the NFL, right, they've got those dishes that have these sick omnidirectional mics where they can just point it at a huddle and they can hear everything. They can hear everything. Like you only have to look at the NFL in terms of, you know, mic'd up. Like they're pointing it basically at players. And some of the technology and even some of the mics, they're really, really small. You can whack it in a helmet. It's easy. You know, versus a golfer, you actually got to sort of swing around and do stuff. Um, so, and again, it's like overshots. That's the stuff I want to hear. Overshots. I don't want to. I don't want to hear between tees and stuff like that. All right. Unless it's unless it's Bryson trying to come off as if he's a smart person. Or to take away from the uh, halfway house. <laughs> I'll have a big mark. A couple of thick shakes. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. Well, mate. Uh, I'm just looking at the field, actually. Going to roll through it. We've got Ben Arn, Abe Answer, Bads. He's had child number six. He's yeah, outdoing me. He's a machine. Uh, who else have we got there? Daniel Burgess playing. Rafa. Stewie Stewie Sink. Uh, KJ. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Glenn Day, former winner. Duffner, Ricky Donald, Bryson. Jason Day's playing. Actually, he always plays that one. Big Earn. Ricky's playing. Oh, he'll be mic'd up. Giddy up. Um, Tony Finnow, 
Jim Furyk, <laughs> Sergio. Um, who else have Bill Haas? Tyrrell Hatton. Oh, I'd love to see him spit it down the last few holes. Victor Hovland, Max Homer, Charles Howe III, Sung Jaim. Actually, he played all right. I think he finished in the top 10. Uh, Still a good is there. Bernard Lang is playing. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Uh, Decky, Mav McNeely, Rawls, Graham McDowell. You know, the notables. Pat Perez. Ted Potter Jr. Poltz is playing. Justin Rose is playing. Xander. Rory Sabatini. Cam Smith. Oh, Cam Smith's playing. Excellent. Uh, Harold Farner, Nick Watney, Matt Wallace, Matty Wolf, Danny Willett, Bubba. Good field. Yeah, good field. Very worth, good field. Worth uh, tuning into. So maybe we might have to have a, another uh, Roscoe and Rocket catch up next week. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure like, anyone they have to people have to watch this one. They have to watch this one. Like it's it's Harbour Town. It's just great. You just watch the course. I wish they would actually do a little bit of trimming because some of those um, some of those trees are encroaching a little bit and have changed the tee shots on some of the holes. But it's a you have to shape it. Left and right, you can't. You don't have to be a bomber. Well, it's certainly one of my favourite uh, courses to play on the full swing golf simulator <laughs> down at Big Swing Golf. Uh, any of the, any of the Big Swing Golf venues around the country, you can jump on and play Harbour Town. And as of uh, next week in in Victoria, you can go and play uh, legally at a Big Swing Golf venue because on the twenty second of June, sports venues open up. So, uh, up. so Big Swing Golf back in in business, and you can go and play at Harbour Town. Um, that's just a little bit of a plug there for you know a, my poor little group of big swing golf uh, franchise friends that have been out of business for a little while, so they're back. And um, what else was I going to say? Everyone, um, put down your beers and go and hit some hit some balls at big swing. No, just go and play Harbour Town because it's really, it's a lot of fun and it, it is a lot of fun. It's a really fun course to play in the simulator. Anyway, that aside, uh, I I think we'll just uh, I think we've we're pretty much done, Rocket. Um. Yeah, I'll look at my notes. I can't really think of much else. We might have a look. Um, at, we might have a bit of a, a look into uh, what's happening in Europe and get a bit closer to uh, the, the various swings that are happening over there in in Great Britain. Uh, they've got their own challenges, massive challenges on the European tour. To be honest, and uh, speaking, oh, of- that, that, that'd be so hard, right? Because you've got so many. Because the European tour is, it's like. 30 countries. Correct. Yeah. No, that, that, all over the place. And so you think about all the things that are happening over there where different countries are up, different countries are down in terms of, you know, the lockdowns and stuff. It'd be just anyone that's on the European tour, it'd be just not impossible to be doing anything at the moment. It'd be so hard. Well, for the Mental Mastery Golf uh, podcast listeners, they will know that I caught up with uh, Lucas Herbert last night and, you know, he's... His next uh, venture is not back to Europe, but it's to America. Um, so yeah, but he was just basically saying, you know, not sure what's happening in Europe, and it's it's really hard one. But they've got some map of a schedule uh, mapped out, so we might cover that off in the next uh, Roscoe and Rocket catch. Do you, re- do you reckon he would probably try and see how many tournaments he could play in the US? Then uh, he, he's still unsure, but he's got, you know, he's certainly got um, 
the, the PGA, I think, not with the new qualifying for the US Open, you know, that's up in the air. Well, that's not till November. Not, um, uh, is there an HSBC? Yeah, so I think he qual- there's a there's a couple of US tournaments he would have qualified for already with that win. Yeah. So PGA was one. I think there's a couple of others that he qualifies for. And then I think it's just going to be performance in those and whatever. I think it'll be just trying to just get as many, play as many events as possible because then if he can get inside that top 64, I think he needs to be. I think it's top 64, top 50 because then that'll that'll get him into the US Open. He won't have to worry about qualifying because yeah. I think you need to be inside the top 50. I can't remember if it's the top 50 or top 64. Well, he's 64 at the moment, but... Uh, well, 64 is for the Masters. I think top 64 in the, gets you into the Masters, and I think you might have to be top 50 for the US Open. Yeah, it's, it's challenging for, for those guys that are European tour guys that are highly ranked because if they're not playing in the States, you know, the other guys, you know, have the potential just to jump up the AWGR. So, uh, yeah, anyway. Go and tune into that and you'll catch up with the uh, very funny chat with Lucas Herbert, Dominic Azapati, his coach, Jamie Glazier, and <laughs> myself from last night. It was uh, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, Rocket, I just want to say thanks to all of the listeners for listening to uh, the series of interviews that we've been able to uh, put out over the last few weeks. If you are a true golf buff uh, to the scale of Rocket, you will enjoy listening to the Mel Hughes story that was last week's episode uh two parts the part two went out yesterday and uh it's just an amazing golf story if you have listened to it i'd really love to hear your feedback on it but if you haven't please go and listen to it it's uh just an amazing amazing story i won't uh spoil it if you haven't listened to it but if i said that uh you know it's a man that's been coached by bob toski has met quite a few people in and around that environment flown planes launched rockets augusta bobby jones and many other experiences, you'll be blown away by it. Gr- grab a cup of tea or a coffee, maybe a whiskey. It's one of those sorts of things. Sit back in your in your wingback chair and just uh, put the headphones on and listen to Mel Hughes, a 70-plus-year-old gentleman sitting there in Denver, Colorado, talking to me and uh, one of his other Australian mates who uh, was happy enough to introduce us and join us. It's a great story. Rocket, I think uh, I think we might uh, sign off on that, mate. It's, well, that's it. I know that you know we're not going to have too many majors for a while, so if anyone needs a major fix... I know the USGA did a great job and they've been pumping out heaps of content. So if you need, if it, you know, US Open's not till November, usually it's this week because I think it's Lefty's, Lefty's 50th birthday today. So, um, you know, shout out to my man Lefty. Don't know what's going on with those shades. I don't know. He definitely looks like an insider trader wearing those shades. And uh, yeah, it doesn't feel quite the same June and no US Open. So for the next few months, get your US Open fixed. Go to YouTube, USGA. I think they've got it all the way back to like 1987 US Open, I think. It's okay. awesome. I was watching 91 US Open the other day, the Payne Stewart one at uh, Hazeltine. Love it. So good. Very good. Great to catch up with you again. And thanks for listening. Until next time we meet on the My Love of Golf podcast, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. <laughs>